Hello everyone and welcome to the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. Uh, last time I was um, complaining about Rob and his books. This time I want to compliment you on something. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm quite impressed you've kept that plant alive. Tell you what, it's been touch and go, Stu. <laughs> touch and go. I've had oh. a bad track record, especially with that particular plant. <laughs> it's looking pretty healthy at the moment, so so, <laughs> so I'm quite impressed. Um, I know um, Sam always says, oh, there's another one over here, Rob. I didn't see this one. <laughs> tell you what. <laughs> Look at you. Botanical wizardry going on here. <laughs> well, well done. But we're back here on the brown couches. It's a, it's a drizzly day outside. And last time we were talking talking around that heated moment and uh and i, I noted um you know and and i suppose it spoke to me was the the, the bit about uh, that you know i'm a dad i'm not a bachelor anymore <laughs> and and dads uh yeah they they care and that they, they actually um, take an interest and and step away from the things that otherwise they would have done if they didn't if they weren't a dad and so that that hit home for me and I wonder, Rob, whether whether you could maybe talk a little bit today, though, about when you do need some me time or time on, on your own. Uh, is there space for that as a parent? And yeah, well, what do you have to say about that? Would you be willing to talk to us about that? Absolutely, Stu. Um, it's a very important uh, topic, and uh, I hope that we will come back to it in various ways um, in time to come. But for today, just to say that, yes, absolutely. Um, but I think it's also fair to say that um, it's probably something that you would take as um, as an evolving dynamic between yourself and your children. Um, this idea that mom or dad um, actually have a reality, you know, separate from mine. I think in those very early months, something about parenting, there's a kind of a, a self-forgetfulness um, that you might say is um, important to that primary bond. I mean, it's all-consuming. I don't know what your experience was, but certainly for me, I can remember hanging up uh, nappies and, and kids' clothes at sort of one, two in the morning and thinking to myself, my, my word, you know, my whole world has been turned upside down. And genuinely, it was one of those um, rearrange-everything uh, type of moments was stepping into uh, a parenting and I think there is a demand in us if we're going to be parents which is to say uh, in certain respects in fact in lots of respects going forward your life is no longer about you there is something about that I think is important and I think probably and here again I'm raising I'm pointing to an important topic or theme maybe especially for dads um, it's something that we need to 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 own and take up um, but then I think going forward, um, as our children mature, as that base, uh, that secure base is established with us as parents, then we want them to realize that mom has needs as well. Dad has needs. Mom can get tired. Dad can get tired. And help our kids along the way to, to learn that they can also show care to us. That there are times as they get older and you know their own abilities mature that they can actually keep quiet because mom or dad is needing a break or you know they're going to do something or other. I think that's a good thing because one of the things about the family is that it's really a wonderful place for children to develop social skills, 
and it's already around that giving and receiving of love. So we can ask of them, especially as they get older, to help us with that. And, and Rob, so, I mean, I know each child obviously develops at different rates and different levels, but you say as they get older, I mean, where, at what sort of points, um, you know, or ages would you say, okay, uh, now we can start start helping our kids to start thinking like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one that because some kids, you know, they've got different natures, different temperaments. And as you rightly say, I'd say it's almost like a social style or a, or a character uh, type where some kids are just better at picking up our needs than others. I mean, I can remember when my one of my kids was probably in sort of 13, 14, actually having a good go at him and saying, you know, you, you're darn well selfish. You need to actually think a little bit more about what you're doing. And I, I was quite sharp with him because I was, I was actually quite hurt that he was that ignorant of, 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 uh, of, of other people's needs in the family. It was actually my need. <laughs> let me confess. I was annoyed with him and I let him have it, but he was 14 or 13, you know, so I felt like he could take it. Whereas other kids, I know that they're pretty good at that. So I think it depends on the person. Um, you know, and I think we've got, obviously got to parent them according to, to kind, if you like. But the principle remains that they must learn the give and take of relationships. Yeah, so that, no, that makes sense to me. I mean, obviously, I've got a, a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. Caleb, the eight-year-old, um, is, in in my opinion, is already starting to to look, you know, towards um, uh, caring about about me. But then um, Jess just blew me away the other day, where she just wandered up to me and said, "Dad, are you sad?" At four. <laughs> I was like, I, I was sort of taken back, and I went, "Yeah, no, I am, I am a bit sad." And then she just gave me a big, a big hug, and I couldn't actually believe that a four-year-old could actually, um, you know, do that. And but then what I also say about that when it comes to Jess is that uh, most of the time it doesn't look like she, she gives a stuff <laughs> at all. Um, so, so that was a unique, uh, unique, delightful moment th- that I had. What I think I'm hearing from you is that having a sharp word with uh, very young children they may they they're probably not it's not ready for it they're not they're not right for it but but as a as a kid gets older and older and you can you need to start sensing it as a parent they can take something like that and actually start thinking of the bigger picture am am i tracking this you know in any way right yeah absolutely and what a beautiful story about you know dear jess and how those you know really sort of sweet interpersonal moments of the giving and receiving of love. And isn't it just amazing? Those are sort of those priceless moments that you can't script. But yes, I mean, I think I think we know that if we were to demand too much from our children when they're very young, you know, they, they're going to be confused. They're going to, you know, be, be scared, probably stressed by a request to see us in ways that, you know, um, they're just not ready for because they are naturally in, in a caught up in their own minds, their own worlds, their own needs. But uh, we track that and, 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 and look for, for growth. I think at an unconscious level, it's an example of what I was saying in a previous podcast around we've got the value of interpersonal uh, giving and receiving of love, but how it actually plays out, it's so dependent, so contingent on all those little nuances, you know, uh, the character of our child, their age, where we're at, where the family is at, as to how it is that the giving and, and receiving of love is actually uh, uh, transmitted between parent and child. Thanks, Rob. And, um, you know, 
It would be nice if 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 you would be mature enough to see when I'm sad as well, Rob. <laughs> you know what, Stu? I feel a kind of toughen up, lad. You know. <laughs> no, Stu. To be honest, you you made me you made me uh, the tender moment you described not long ago. So that was wonderful and and fantastic. And then other thoughts on this. I mean, look, it's tough in those early months. It really is tough. And I would say to to parents and here, I do have moms in mind. I'll be honest, because moms are at risk of ignoring their needs for just way, way too long, more so than dads. Moms are at risk of this, foregoing their their needs until actually their kids are adults, to be honest. I mean, it can take a long, long, long time for a child to realize that his mom is a real person and that she has needs. It's embarrassing. It's sad. So I would say to moms, you know, wherever you are, for goodness sake, uh, 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 look after yourself in whatever way is practical, whether it is that you have a mom's group or relatives or or a partner or whoever, but, but don't go it alone and do let people care for you. Uh, let them know about your needs. If your child is too young, for goodness sake, feel supported as much as possible um, by, by adults, family, friends in the community. I don't think parenting is, is meant to be done solo in the sense that, you know, one entirely carries the can and ignores oneself for, you know, a few decades at least. And Rob, would you have anything to say specifically to single parents? Yeah, Stu, I mean, look, let me say at the outset, I, I, I really feel for single parents. Single parents are amazing. I mean, I have huge admiration for single parents. Um, it's, again, often moms, but not always. But again, if you're going to do this task on your own, well, my word, serious respect. I think, though, that I do find uh, uh, when they come to tricky moments, decisions, what single parents long for is another parent, not necessarily the parent of their child, to talk about the issue with because it's hard. You don't want to have all the debate going on in your head late at night. It's wonderful to have someone that you can bounce off ideas and at least share the journey. And I'd say to single parents again, you know, try do your level best not to go it alone. Don't feel like you have to you know, be uh, in charge of everything and all the responsibility falls on you, uh, particularly when it comes to, you know, things that are concerning and worrying because it's it's tough to uh, to only have yourself as counsel. Great, Rob. So yeah, shout out to all the all the single parents out there who um, who do have to do a lot alone. See if you can find those relatives or those friends who are willing to, to do this with you. And maybe, Rob, be intentional and actually seeking out and asking people to to be part of this journey with you i think so you know because the thing about it is that you won't you might not even notice you know you mentioned the word sadness and i think that if we have a need that's unmet for a length of time it's a kind of a, a sadness that we get used to um and there's even a term empathy sickness which is where women in particular uh, uh, have learned to ignore or are unempathic towards their own needs. They've learned to ignore their own needs. So it is important for us to at least recognize what it is that's going on inside of us. And again, we, we owe to our kids as they get older to let them know, listen, I'm a real person and you can care for me as well. And then maybe just to go back slightly to what I said earlier. I mean, I think of a mom just recently, a single mom, and her older child is now headed off to university. And it would have been absolutely fantastic for her to have another adult another parenting mind to debate that complicated uh, 
gut-wrenching at times uh, a decision, you know, not to have to go it alone. So yes, be intentional as much as possible. Don't don't leave it uh, and feel like you've got to now, you know, try and sort it out all, all on your own late at night. Great, Rob. Thanks for that. That brings us to the end of, of another Imperfect Parenting podcast. And again, don't forget to send us your questions, check us out on social media, and uh, let's keep the conversation going.